What's going on, Technology family, and welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. And for this episode, we got a stack episode for you guys today because uh, one of our main topics we're going to be going over the everything that's going to be going on at the at CinemaCon this week. So yeah, yeah, strap on tight and get your popcorns ready because we got a lot of things to, to discuss. But before we get into the CinemaCon news and other Main Street news. Let's get into our first topic of the day, and that's going to be a, a movie review on Evil Dead Rise. So this is the fifth installment of the Evil Dead franchise, and um, this film stars uh, Lily Civilian and Alice Sutherland, so if I ever pronounced their names, but um, they star as two estranged sisters trying to survive and save their family from a demon creature, from demon creatures. Morgan Davis's Gabriel uh, Ellison and Neil Fisher in our film debut uh, appear as supporting roles as the children, and then um, Lee Croyon was the uh, the the director of this movie. So um, after watching uh, this uh, uh, Evil Dead Rise, it went back to his um to his horror roots, like the one they did in um I think it was 2013, because um. If you guys already know about the Evil Dead fr fr franchise, it's mostly for focus on that horror comedy from the, the main character, um, the Ash. Yeah, if y'all remember Ash from the uh, yeah, well, the one where it has the has the chainsaw in his hand, uh, played by the, the Bruce Campbell. And um, Bruce Campbell was in this movie as well, but like he had a, like a um, like a voice only uh, cameo role, and uh, uh, in this movie. So uh, so yeah, he was there for for that. And um, I have to say, this is the best um, uh, horror movie I've seen this year so far. And uh, man, I love the cinema. I love the cinematography. I like the sound. I love the camera shots and everything. So, and this was worked with a with a small budget. So that tells me they focus more on quantity over quality, which was which was really good. Um, the director took his time and got the ball rolling every time from start to finish. And um, there was a lot of uh, Sam Remy's uh, signature ingredients to this movie, especially when it comes to the uh, some of the some of the camera shots in this movie. Um, it still had its dark humor in it. Uh, it had a, like a little a little bit of comedy um, that, uh, in it, but but not that much because it was trying to like I said before, it was trying to focus back on his um on his horror roots. From the one in the 2013, so I'm glad they kept that. So, um, and man, there was a lot, a lot of blood in this movie. So much blood in this movie. So, um, yeah, this was this was a really uh, a good time uh, to watch. If you definitely you're a fan of if you if you're a horror fan and you're also a fan of the of the Evil Dead franchise. So, um, I, I give this movie an A. This was the, this was really good, so um, I reckon you guys are the, the, go 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 check it out if you guys are interested. But, so yeah, I give this movie an A. All right, so um, moving on from our movie review, let's get into the debate topic, which I did discuss uh, what I said earlier on in the episode. So we're gonna be going over everything that's going on at at, at CinemaCon at, uh, the, this week. Which it starts on, on on Monday, so yeah. So we're gonna go by by five different studios. 
and he's gonna be telling you what's going on. Is there'll be a certain previews and like and stuff like that. So um, I'm only going down to the ones that's like that, that that's coming up soon. I'm not gonna mention the one that's already out uh, on theaters or or be uh, uh, video on demand right now. We're gonna be focused on, on the ones that that's coming up soon. So let's start off with um. Universal Pictures. So we are getting uh, previews and news from from Fast Ten, Fast X, Strays, Oppenheimer, The Last Voyage of the Demiger, Trolls Three, uh, uh, Band Band Together, and the Untitled uh, Exorcist remake. So those are the movies that's going to be setting previews from uh, from from, from yeah, yeah, Universal. All right, let's get into the uh, Walt Disney Studios. So, Walt Disney Studios will be showing uh, um, an advanced screening of the Boogeyman from from 20th Century Studios. We gonna be getting previews from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which is coming up uh, really soon, right on the, right around the corner. The Little Mermaid and Turtles. Sorry if I pronounce the name. Um, <clears throat> Emeralds, I think I, I, I think I, that's how I pronounce it, but uh, move on. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, The Marvels, Haunted Mansion, A Haunting in, in, in Venus, so if I pronounce it right. Um, Nets Gold Wins, that's from Taika Waititi, um, Wish, and Peter Pan and Wendy. So... That's your previews there for the for Walt Disney Studios, and now moving on to Warner Brothers, and uh, Warner Brothers will also be having a special event screening, and that one's going to be on the Flash. Man, I am so jealous of this. So I'm just going to say this: Do not look up Flash on social media. Just I'm just going to tell you right now: Just don't look up the Flash off on social media because it might spoil some things. So don't look up anything on the Flash. That's all I'm going to say. And then we'll be getting previews from Barbie, Meg 2, The Trench, Blue Beetle. That's the that's the movie I worked on. The Nun 2, Dune 2, Wonka, The Color Purple Remake, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So, yeah, um, that's, gonna, that's from uh, Warner Brothers there. And then for Paramount Pictures, we got Transformers of the Rise of the Beast, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and Killers of the Flower of the Flower Moon. Uh, that's from uh, Mark Gorsese. Uh, we are we already mentioned that's gonna be a freaking three hours. So if you could watch a um, a three hour movie for Mark Gorsese, which was the the, uh, the, the Irishman on Netflix. You can get through this as well. And then lastly, from Sony Pictures, where uh, we get previews from Love Again, The Machine, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, No Hard Feelings, Harold and the Purple Crayon, Insidious, The Red Door, uh, Grand Tourism, They Listen, Equalizer 3, Craven the Hunter, and Ghostbusters Afterlife's uh, uh, sequel. So that's what that's what will be coming from Sony Pictures. Um, so let me know in the comments below uh, which uh, which studio 
has the best um um uh, previews and everything so and uh, yeah let me know in the comment section and let me know which movies are your most uh, interested in so um yeah that's what is that's what's going to be happening at, at CinemaCon this year so uh now let's get into our mainstream uh, topics for for today so first off we have we got a cast of the sonnet spinoff knuckles which is going to be a series so the cast includes Alien Taylor, Tika Sumpson, Idris Elba, who's a, who is Knuckles, Adam Paley, Scott Moranson, and Roy McCain. So, we have three from the past uh, Sonic films returning, and the other three are new um, cast characters. I don't know what they're going to be playing as, but hopefully we get some more uh, details on that down the line. Alright, moving on. James Gunn answers angry DC fans' questions on Twitter on why he is promoting a Marvel movie. So, here's uh, what the uh, one of the tweets says. The worst business that DC, that DC could do was to hire someone who's advertising the competition. Unbelievable. Now, you can imagine what their movie is going to be like. I think it's going to be a disaster. And then James Gunn replied saying, The last thing DC want will want is someone who spent the last 12 years of his life creating a series of films and then turn his back on the last movie he created and pour his heart and soul into as well his collaboration and investors. I wasn't hired at DC without everyone on board being very clear and supportive up front and continuously through, the, through this process. Man, people just gotta chill. Okay? So, we all know um, James Gunn, everything that he's doing for Marvel is gonna be different for what he's gonna do in DC. So, like I said, hashtag DC Rises, so we're gonna get some new stuff. So, people just gotta chill out. And speaking of Guardians, there's a, um, a question saying... What happens if Guardians 3 and the Marvels flop? Man, I don't know. But let's look at the um some of these past uh, Marvel movies that's uh that how much they made uh, during the, the domestic boss office. So, let's look at um uh, the last two uh, Aquaman movies. Starting on with uh Aquaman, Aquaman 2. A.K.A. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Ant-Man. Excuse me. Why am I saying Aquaman? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. So, Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, that made $622 million. And then, recently, we got uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. And that opened up at $474 million. Hmm. Uh, kind of really some low numbers there. So... And now let's look at Black Panther. So Black Panther made um what one point three five billion, and then uh, uh uh Black Black Panther Wakanda Forever made uh eight hundred and fifty nine million. So yeah, that was kind of the below a little bit. So it is what it is on that one. And then the Thor series, 
and Thor Ragnarok opened up to 855 million, while Thor Love and Thunder opened up to 760 million. Uh, man, a lot of the sequels are going down. That's really weird. And then we go to well, where we at right now. So the last Captain Marvel movie made $1.13 billion. And then the last Guardians film, uh, Guardians, of, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, made $863 million. So, huh. It's a really tough question. We don't know what how Guardians uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and also what the, the Marvels is gonna do. We are, we don't know yet. So let's see what, what we're gonna do, and hopefully we'll get some numbers uh, by the time they uh, they reach out in theaters. So well, especially for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, because that's gonna be coming out real soon. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll stay on touch on that. The Little Mermaid clocks at almost one hour longer than the animated original. Well, technically, um, the original Little Mermaid made it is at a, a hour and thirty seven minutes, and this new one is at two two hours and fifteen minutes. So, yeah, it's close to an hour, but a little a little bit low. But um, let's look at the comparisons from. The, the originals and, and the remakes that Disney has did. So, starting with Aladdin. The original Aladdin was at an hour and 30 minutes. But the remake, the, but the live action remake was at two hours and eight minutes. And then we have Beauty and the Beast. The original was an hour and 24 minutes, while the live action was two hours and nine minutes. Cinderella was an hour and 14 minutes, and then the, the the live action remake was an hour and 45 minutes. Not bad. And then lastly, Mulan was an hour and 27 minutes, while the live action remake was an hour and 55 minutes. Not bad. So... As long as it... Um, and we all know it's going to be stay the same... But we just looking at uh, how many new new scenes that they're, they're gonna be added, because that's what makes the uh, the live action remake longer than the original, because they add um, new scene new uh, new scenes to the mix. So, yeah, it is what it is. So, uh, let's hope the the Little Mermaid is that it's really good when it comes out on Memorial Day weekend. Moving forward, John Wick Chapter Four. Breaks all-time franchise box office records. So, the first one made eighty-six million. The second one made one hundred and seventy-four million. The third one made uh, three hundred and twenty-eight million. And now the fourth one is currently at three hundred forty-nine point seven million. So. I do believe um, it could make more, but we'll see how, how it goes and how long it's going to be uh, uh, during this uh, theatrical run. So, moving forward, the Super Mario Brothers destroys all-time video game movie records in just 10 days. Listen, the Super Mario Brothers 
It's going to be the first movie that's going to make a billion. I guarantee it. So, um, let's look at um, some of these uh, big uh, video game movies and how much uh, they made uh, during their run. All right, starting at number 10, we have Resident Evil, the final chapter, ending at $312 million. The first Sonic movie ended at $319 million. The Prince of Persia ended at $336 million. Angry Birds ended at $352 million. Uncharted ended at $400 and one million. The second uh, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog movie ended at four hundred and five million. Rampage ended at four hundred and twenty-eight million. Warcraft ended at four hundred and thirty-nine million. Pokemon the Detective Pikachu ended at four hundred and and forty-nine million. And now the Super Mario Brothers, where it's currently at right now. Is at six hundred and seventy-eight million. Well, that I think they passed already passed eight hundred or eight eight hundred million already. So, yeah, they they continue to uh, to break records. All right, moving on. Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh to star in a Star Trek Section One Three movie. So this is coming from Variety, and it says, "Per the official law line." Emperor Philia Georgius joined a secret division of Starfleet tasked with protecting the United Federation of Planets and face the sins of her past. Rumors of a Yale lead Section 31 project begins up to the conclusion of Season 1 of Discovery. After a deleted scene revealed Georgia being approached by a member of the Shadowy Intelligence organization on the kill the uh, home uh, home world so I do expect we might get a, a, a spit up sequel off of this so hopefully we get some more details on that and speaking of more sequels coming to Paramount Plus there's gonna be a Galaxy Quest series coming to Paramount Plus hmm I ain't ever heard I ever heard Galaxy Quest in a long time but um let's read what Deadline has to say Paramount Studios, Paramount Television Studios, is taking a new stab at a Galaxy Quest TV series based on the DreamWorks cult classic from night for 1999 sci-fi comedy movie. The project, which is in early stages of development, is set up at Paramount Plus. It is executive produced by the film's producer Mark Johnson via his Grin Vimper Productions. There are no concepts or writer yet. Reps at Paramount Plus and Paramount TV Studios declined declined to comment. So hopefully we get some more, more details in that, and um, let's see if um, if Tim Allen and the, and the rest of the uh, the cast crew gonna be re returning as well. Mortal Kombat Two is officially uh, in production in in, uh, in two months. So this is coming from Joe Blog, and it says. Replying from a report from Geese Vibe Nation on Twitter, Mortal Kombat producer uh, Todd Garner 
seemingly confirmed that the sequel will start shooting in Australia this June by responding. I was wondering why I had an appointment in Australia. Mortal Kombat 2 will once again be directed by Sam and McCoy with Jeremy Slater from Moon Knight writing the script. We're, film we're filming on Mortal Kombat 2 just over the horizon. We should start hearing more about the sequel uh, before the too long. It is expected that the film should be wrapped by September. Hmm. If there are wraps by, by September, then we, it should be releasing uh, uh, on tw in 2024. Moving on. The Writers Guild overwhelmingly vote to strike if no deal is reached in two weeks. So let's read this. Uh, this uh, this wrote here says that the the WGA members have voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike. The vote, which has improved by nearly 98% uh, of the uh, eligible voting members, authorized that the WGA West Board and the WGA East Council to call a strike if a fair deal for a new film and television contract isn't reached by May 1st, when the current uh, pat expires. The two sides are set to, to resume notifications at the, at 2 p.m. So, man, this is crazy. I don't know whether what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna happen. Moving on back to back to James Gunn news. James Gunn announced that the pre-production for uh, Superman uh, Legacy has already started. So, uh, James Gunn took to Twitter and says, "I am honored to be a part of the legacy." And what better day than our Superman anniversary day to dive in fully into early pre-production on Superman Legacy. Costumes, production designs, and more now up and up and running. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see, hear more details on Superman Legacy. Moving on, the Russo brothers said they would love to direct uh, Batman for James Gunn. So this will the here's a uh, here's what the Russo brothers have to say. The first, this is coming from Joe. Obviously, James, over there running it, it would be a no-brainer. We love him to death. We love the direction he's going to take that the world is in. You know he's going to be active with it. And favorite DC characters. I mean, man, there are so many good ones. I always answer based on the comments I collected as a kid. And two comments I collected were most were Spider-Man. Actually, three were Spider-Man, X-Man, and Batman. But there's never been a lot of uh, interrogation of a ba of Batman. So I feel like this is the obvious answer. And then uh, Anthony says, But you know, it's hard not to answer that. Here's how I know we haven't actually gotten literal about, about it. And specifically about it, it is uh, because yeah, Batman is my favorite uh, character uh, entire childhood. But obviously, it's been well uh, exploded. Hmm. Could the Russo brothers be the director of uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold? I don't know. Was it at the wait and see? 
Moving on, Scorsese's and Leonardo DiCaprio's Killers of the uh, of the Flower Moon plots at almost three point five uh, hours long. I, I already mentioned that when we were discussing the similar CinemaCon news, so, but um, this is what also Deadline had to say. Mark Scorsese has locked his cut of Killers of, of the Flower Moon, and Deadline can reveal that the final runtime will be 3 hours and 26 minutes. The Apple original film's drama will make its world premiere at the Keynes Film Festival next month before open, before it opens theatrically in, in October through Paramount Pictures and later moves to streaming globally on Apple TV+. Hmm. Can't wait for that, y'all. Moving on. Amazon. As feature to boost diagonal volumes so you can hear. So, this is what IndieWire has to say. Introducing Dialogue Boost, a new function from Amazon that lets you actually understand what's being said on its shows. The Ion Power feature will let you increase the volume and dialogue related to the background music and, and effects. You can also customize it through your personal preference all to create more comfortable and access to the very experience. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Moving on, Halle Berry and Angelina Jolene, one of my two uh, favorite actresses. They are set to star in an action thriller, Maid versus uh, Maid. Sorry if I pronounced that name, but um, this is what Deadline had to say. Following an intense multi-studio bidding war, that went into the weekend. Warner Brothers had landed the the package with Oscar winners uh, Angelina Jolie and Halle Berry to attach the star. Rosaline Lane is on board to direct from Scott Merger's script. Barry and Jolene will produce alongside Barry's producing partner uh, Halle Jenny through their banner Halle uh, Holly, alongside Jeff Gruber and and Juf, uh, Roof. Who will also be producing through uh, RK Films, Mosa and Lean were executive produce. So the exact details are being capped under wraps, but they, uh, but the insider describe it as a Bond versus uh, Born type global action thriller, with locations be announced. Hmm, I like that. I can't wait to hear more details on that. Multiple movie projects. Being dumped uh, from Jonathan Majors. Oh my God! Let's see what Deadline has to say. Jonathan Majors has been dropped from a few slate of projects. We hear on a good authority that protagonist pictures feature a adaptation of the Walter Mosley novel, The Man in the Basement, a ad a ad campaign from the Texas Rangers MLB team. As well as a un, un unannounced fifth season, uh, Otis Ready biopic, which the Emmy nominated actor was circling around. Man, I don't know why this, the man is innocent. Oh my God! Moving on, a few select selection of Spider-Man and Venom movies are coming to Disney Plus. So let's look at that. Um, what which Spider-Man films are coming to Disney Plus? So we have the original Spider-Man that will be available on April first, April twenty-first. 
Then Spider-Man 2 will be available on April, uh, April 21st. And then Spider-Man 3 will all be available from uh, on April 21st. This is the Tobey Maguire uh, trilogy there. Then we got the um, the Andrew Garfield 2 movies. Um, the, the first one is going to be uh, open up on April 21st. And then the set... Oh, no. Yeah, only one of the... Of Andrew Garfield, so uh, only one, and that's the and that's the very first one, Amazing Spider-Man, and then the the first of the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, that's gonna be released on, on May twelfth, and then the the first Venom uh, will be released on May twelfth as well. So, I I don't know why they did just re release the whole entire Spider-Man and Venom movies. Like, why would you do a selection? Like, that made no sense. I understand they're still under the contract deal of stars, but it is what it is. Fast S director Louis uh, Latier signs to, to direct uh, Fast and the Furious 11. And this is coming from Variety. Louis uh, Latier is staying in Dominic Terrell's family. The transporter held will serve as director for the next film in the grand finale of the Fast and the Furious franchise. The new project will serve as a compilation film to uh, Fast Ten, or aka Fast X, which that which that movie will be open up on May nineteenth. So, um, originally, Justin Justin Lean was supposed to direct Fast Ten, but he had dropped out. And this new director came in, so I guess that everybody loved uh, well, what he did on Fast Ten. So that's why he's coming back to the, the to finish the um the the Fast Ten uh the the, the Fast and the Furious franchise. So so yeah. All right, um, uh, moving back to the um uh, John and the Major news again. So John and the Majors is prepared for a May eighth court appearance on domestic violence charge. His PR problems is about to get uh, uh, even bigger. Some familiar with the matter tell Variety that most of allegations abusive victims uh, Majors had, may have come forward following his March arrest and then incorporating with a man, 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 mayhem district attorney's office. The professor of more women waiting in the wings will be marked at a dramatic turn in the case of where it comes from the heels of majors, uh, but publicists and management firms cunning ties with the uh, with the actor. So, man, let's see what what happens on May eighth. All right, moving on. A Twilight TV series is in development. Hmm. Listen. I don't care too much of Twilight. Uh, I mean, uh, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, uh, it was good. Uh, like back in the day when I, when I was in middle school, but I don't really care too much about, about Twilight. So, but, but yeah, a Twilight series is in development. So that's all I got for, for y'all. Oh no, yeah, here, here, here's the details. A Twilight TV show is officially in development from Lionsgate. 
Based on the best-selling book series by Stephanie Meyer, the Twilight Saga movie franchise begins in 2008, introducing the world of Christian Stewart and Robert Pattinson as human Belle uh, Swan and vampire Ed Edward Corn. The two star-crossed lovers in Fort uh, Washington, despite gathering, gathering uh, negative reviews from critics, the five Twilight movies was a massive commercial success that collected gross more than $3.4 billion uh, worldwide. So, hopefully uh, y'all yeah, get some details on the, uh, the Twilight uh, tele the television series. Moving on, Richard Reed's to be played by Adam Driver, claims the report. Now, now listen, 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 listen. There are no um, uh, no confirmation yet. These are just rumors, okay? But um, yeah. So yeah, it's just rumors of uh, right now. So all right, moving on. John Boyega. Is rumored to return to Star Wars. Hmm, and this is what Variety has to say. John Boyega has already uh, aired his grievances about the DC's formal of uh, diversity in his Star Wars trilogy, noting telling GQ magazine in 2020, What would I say to DC is do not bring out a black character marking them to be much more important in the franchise than they are? And then have them pulse to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. Hmm. I don't think he's going to be returning after that. So. Well, we already know that um, that Daisy really is going to return uh, in, in the new um, uh, Star Wars uh, uh, chapter. So. It is what it is. And then lastly, fire longtime Marvel executive uh, Vittorio Alonso settles a departure from the company. And this is coming from IndieWire saying, The former Marvel executive Vittorio Alonso was also suddenly terminated last month after being with the studio since the original Ant-Man has reached a settlement with Dizzy over her exit. IndieWire has learned terms for the settlement was not disclosed. Dizzy and Alonso's authority... Uh, Patricia Gusser was did not respond to the request of, uh, for comment. So, all I gotta say is that I hope they get their stuff together. That's all I can say. But um, but that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, if you're watching me on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment what you think of that, what your what your thoughts on everything I discussed today. Uh, don't forget to share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell when new videos are uploaded. And, of course, if you listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other uh, podcast streaming platform, uh, don't forget to follow me there as well. But uh, other than that, this is Trico, and I'm signing off, y'all. Peace.